When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. So before we jump into today's episode, we have an email. Lauren M. writes in that she is a huge fan of both the pod and the show. After rewatching episode 4.2, in which Eric is dreaming about Spanish baseball, and I'm sure other eagle-eyed fans caught this before, but I realize the boys constantly switch beds. Right. We've this had one, this conversation, I think, before. Do they actually switch beds? Well, yes, because yeah. if you'll remember the episode when you were with, you had the Nancy Kerrigan episode, you were in the upstage bed. Right. And, and also, Corey, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a box. Yeah. Corey, there's a box on your face, I think, was in the other yeah. bed, he too. Was in, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then in this one where you wake up with the Spanish baseball, you're <laughs> in the other bed. So you're in the downstage bed for that one. So she said, we all know consistency is not a Boy Meets World strong point, but would you guess this was purely a camera blocking issue? The set design needed to be updated as well, which means the bedroom set was always evolving. Um, and yes, it's just a blocking thing. I remember Ben and I having that conversation on set, being like, wait a second, <laughs> weren't you in that bed last time? Right. Oh, I don't know. I think, I, and right. we couldn't remember. I think right. I was in this bed. I think you were in that bed. Yeah, it just kind of became much like I'm the little so sisters curious. on are our we show, see, whatever we needed. Are <laughs> yeah. we going to see the bedroom that much more? Like, I don't remember it. I can think of 
two more scenes where we right. definitely see the bedroom. Celery. Oh, chick like me. Chick like me. We go and, into the bedroom. Okay. Right. And yeah. I know there's one where Eric mm-hmm. leaves and comes back and kicks in the door when there's now one bed in there. Corey thinks right. it's just his room. So I remember that. Um, but towards the end, I don't know how I much more know. we see the, the bedroom. Why do you think Corey and Eric were switching beds? I think it's just they were so drunk by that point. Wherever they passed out, that's where they landed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Corey was a big drinker. A lot of people didn't know that about Boy Meets <laughs> yeah. World. Not Ben. Corey. Whoever had the most to drink that day got the bed closest got to the, the bathroom. Closest bed to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. No, it was just a camera thing. It's like, all right, yeah, this is your bed today. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny because I am such a creature of habit. Even when I'm in a hotel room by myself, I have to sleep the on my same Me too. side of the bed. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> right yeah. or not you? You just no, lay right care. in the middle. No, I don't care. I'm just like, wherever. <laughs> no, I don't think the middle. I definitely like have noticed. I still gravitate to a side, but uh-huh. there's no like regularity. Have you ever dated a person who slept on your side of the bed, and after the first time you shared a bed, you're like, Mm-mm, "This isn't going to work." Not going to work. <laughs> really? So wait, you have the same side of the bed no matter who you're dating? Yeah, yeah I have my side. I have of the my bed. side of the like, bed. Since you were a child, or since like, well, what? I didn't date that many people as a child, but, <laughs> but I don't understand. <laughs> How many people yeah, were I've, spending the night at your house when you were seven, Will? Yeah, exactly. I I got around at seven. Okay, I so didn't. At some point, at some point yeah. you were old enough to have your own queen-size bed or whatever, double-size bed, and you picked a side at that point and haven't adjusted no matter what, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's accurate. What if, yeah. you're, what if the person, like your partner, what if Susan came into your life and was like, well, no, just as insistent that this is her side. They'd never it be married. It would have been a great first and second date. <laughs> And then, and then we both would have shook hands and been on our way. Too bad this didn't work out. <laughs> Sorry, this didn't work out, Sarah. Wow. That's- Sarah. Uh, I do. I don't remember if I have ended up going back, but I do. And it may have even been with Jensen. I do know at one point there was a situation where somebody was very much like, well, this is my side of the bed. And I was kind of like, well, that's also my side of the bed. And so what yeah. are we going to do here? And it's, then yeah. being like, somebody's got to compromise. Yeah. Being at the beginning of a relationship, like it's okay. I'll just, I'll just sleep on this side of the bed. And then I don't, I think I just got used to that side. And maybe now that's, Oh no. <laughs> Jensen just wrote, I switched sides. See? Somebody <laughs> See? had to compromise. Somebody there had to compromise. You go. I think both there of you guys go. are just domineering and you're and I very was more nice domineering. partners. Yeah, we're like, okay, I guess we. this is an argument I'm not going to win. I'll just go to the other side of the bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little window into your lives. Okay. It doesn't have to be my way. You just don't have to you date just, me. It just worked out. All my life, it's always worked out. Everyone Very agrees simple. with me. It's There's just always worked out. I don't know. So Ryder, this is not a thing. I don't know what you're right talking head. about. Exactly. Yes, consider another person, guys. I, I including your do. partner. You I just can, I consider her from my left. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it works. Wow. wow. Oh, Will and I also have a no touching rule while sleeping. You we stay do. on your side of the bed. You guys should do- just get married. Just like get married, make a sitcom together, make America happy. <laughs> you can- We'd both be on the same side of the bed both and yet not touching side. each other. You know, you'd each have your own beds with one side uh, you know that you sleep on. Will and I have a deal breaker. I already tell you why our marriage doesn't work. I cannot and will not sleep with a TV on. And I cannot and will not sleep without, without the TV on. So we're, you, nice knowing you, Will. <laughs> yes, sir. It's, 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 it's great That's meeting that. you, Darnell. It's, it's not going to work out. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. Hey. 
This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. (laughs) 
Today, we are recapping season four, episode five, Shallow Boy. It originally aired October 18th, 1996. The synopsis, Eric starts dating a highly optimistic musician, but her constant perkiness starts to annoy him. After Eric dumps her, he finds himself the topic of a scathing hit song on the radio. Meanwhile, Topanga does not like Corey's habit of being pals with kids instead of parenting them. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Jeff Sherman. It's a musical episode, so Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be shocked there. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I jump into the guest stars, do you guys want to say any overall thoughts? I mean, it's a classic episode. Yeah, so classic. Was pretty, you know, my expectations were actually a little high. I really, I agree. I, I agree because I we agree. had been talking about this one, and, and, expe- and here's what I'll say: like, there are probably two. I mean, the Will's performance just takes, and her performance. Like, there, there are like two scenes with her and Chubby's where the two of you just are so good. And then I would say that the scene with Ben and the kid are is hysterical. Like, there's so some funny. of the best scenes. And but then over overall, it's actually a pretty. Um, it was more predictable than I kind of remembered. Like, yeah. if that makes sense. But maybe because I just, I don't know. My expectations were a little high. But it's its very tidy, I guess. It's my only it is. criticism. It's is a very a f- sitcom episode. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of like it. And for right. the first time, though, serious Topanga red flags. I you know. I'm so glad you get. said no, that. Since the pig episode, too. Pig episode, too. Yeah. Pig yeah. episode no. was there. And it this was weird. Too. I was like, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're playing on the like psycho naggy psycho girl trope. woman. I know. Bit. I was like, well, and yep. then it doesn't, it changes kind of for no reason. Like you just show That's up and everything's I know. okay. And at the end, it's like, I just thought about it. Yep. But there's <laughs> yeah. a Topanga, some Topanga red flags there. You know what's funny, though? I, I imagine if you were sitting at home on Friday night and you were just waiting for a normal episode of Boy Meets World, like, this one would blow your mind. Like oh, the totally. whole notion of a girl singing and the songs is, yeah. but because we knew what to expect, we remembered the story. It did feel a little like we could see the mechanics clicking in place a little too, but I bet you, sure. if you didn't know, if you just watched this blind, it's brilliant. It's yeah. so it was brilliant. great. Yeah. I, I, agree. I enjoyed it. I didn't remember the storyline. I didn't, I didn't oh, really? remember. I didn't, I didn't remember it. Um, I still saw where it was going. It was yeah, all like, oh yeah, right? I, yeah, 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 I know exactly yeah. what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, but I loved it and yeah. it was so fun. And sometimes we have had issues when, um, a major storyline is given to a character we know we're never going to see again. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I, I love it. it. It's it so, it worked so well. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, and she, Leisha Haley. She's is just incredible. How do you and have this episode without somebody that talent? I mean, like this, this episode doesn't work unless you have her, her. Like first TV job ever. Yeah, I remember that yeah, ever. Remember it was that. insane, unbelievable. This was also one of the episodes for me, which we've now had a couple where I didn't realize that two kind of famous storylines were in the same episode. I didn't because the whole Ben thing with the, mm-hmm. they're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill. I didn't know that was the shallow boy episode. But that's what you remember is that one, that, that, okay, yes, I, exactly. that one exchange, which the is like exchange. one of the best yes. meta exchanges Boy Meets World has ever, ever. done. Yeah. I didn't remember why he was babysitting. Yeah. I didn't remember nope. anything. I just remember nope. that exchange. And like, so I didn't remember the rest of the story. Oh I, did I didn't know remember that was any this of it. episode. I yeah. didn't know this was, that, that was this up. Now I have a question for you before we jump in. So we now know the show is at nine 30 instead of eight 30. Mm-hmm. Right. Did, were there any more, because I looked for this and couldn't find any, were there any more quote unquote adult jokes that you could find with the hour later in the, in the, the I night? I mean, only a lot of the stuff about having a baby, you having know, the baby, having a baby. And the kind of the sex like all that stuff, we've only right. kissing. So yeah. there was sec- more sexual talk in this one. And that's the only thing I noticed, but there was never like 
a double entendre or an innuendo. I was waiting for that. Like, okay, let's see. Well, what but we the got. show is going to get older because don't we talk about sex like from season five on? Like, down all the line, yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. is losing his yeah. virginity. And, yes. Yeah. So I think we're just aging with our characters more than the time slot. I don't know. I wonder though if you can get away. I think you could probably get away with more at 9 30 than you can at 8 30, right? Not you if think? you're part of TGIF. You I mean, don't that's think? That's the whole point. Wasn't hanging with Mr. Cooper just basically a porn? <laughs> 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 I never saw it. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I think you're so, wrong. I think you're I? wrong okay. about that one. Fair yeah. enough. Now, I feel awful, but I don't remember how. Is it Leisha or Leisha? I think it's Leisha. Leisha Haley. Leisha Haley. That's what yeah. I thought, too. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say Leisha Haley, and if we end up discovering it's the wrong way, I'll yeah. go back All in apologies. and we can add it in. Leisha. Uh, <laughs> just, Pretty sure uh, it's Leisha. <laughs> Leisha. Because, because when I really liked working with Leisha Haley. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll go back and do that. So guest starring Leisha Haley as Corinna Collins. And I, like I mentioned, I cannot believe this is her first job on TV. She would go on to star mm. in The L Word and appear on Bosch, Silicon Valley, and The L Word reboot, Generation Q. Uh, we have also Devin. in an awesome band. Uh, yes, you remember the band. You bought me. You bought me the There's... the Murmurs album. Mm-hmm. She's in a band called the Murmurs, and you bought me the album one day, and I still listen to it. Literally, so still cool. listen to it. Yep. I can't wait to talk to her about that. And then we have Devin O'Brien as Mrs. Epperson. She appeared in the 1983 film Terms of Endearment. Oh, and then, great film. Yes. Zach Pfeiffer as Mr. Epperson, who made some interesting choices. He's a bit of a Hollywood journeyman, having appeared on Moonlighting, Perfect Strangers, and Murphy Brown, and in movies like Get Shorty, Adam's Family Values, and Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Hmm. And then Jonathan Osser as Billy Epperson. He played a young Adam Sandler in the movie Anger Management and Hmm. appeared in the very weird Todd Solon's movie Storytelling. He's so good. And then Jack Grayman as Bum. He only has three credits, and the only other one I recognized was as Cop on Seinfeld. All right. So jumping into our recap, we start in the Wilderness Outpost. We see the exterior, some more money they threw our way, and we see a girl in a large hat is playing the guitar and singing outside, and Eric is intrigued. Now, this exterior is clearly not linked to the interior, right? No. Because they had the window covered. Because I was trying to imagine, I was like, where was this on our set? It was like, oh, they just built this, and then yeah. you have to, like, slide into the door so you can't actually yeah. see inside. inside yeah. right. Ugh, and the sign actually says Matthews, which, yeah. which I liked. It was the Matthews Wilderness Store, which is nice. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was certainly a swing set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and there she, is a- she has the fake kind of keeping her head down, head down. the entire but time. But the big hat So helps. they don't show, yeah. Do you guys remember when she showed up at the table read? Yes. With her Absolutely. Song. She you played don't every song. Oh, she played every song this week. before the table read. So and she only had all. lyrics. So they, in the script, Sherman had only written lyrics for her and she showed up with a guitar and wrote, had written every song and I swear to God, it didn't change. Like, nope. I, she wow. showed up and had, what, eight, eight, nine different songs written to the lyrics and it was perfect. It and was played like, them all oh. acoustic at yes. the, Here's, at you the know, table You know reading. what's even crazier? One of the reasons she got this job, aside from the fact that she's incredible, is probably because by the time she went and did the audition, she had already written a song to whatever those sides she must were. Have, yeah, I don't know what this... I would love to ask Sherman about this guy. I'm sure she yeah. showed up and sang a cappella in the audition. Yeah. Or she, I don't know. But but when at the table read, I just remember we were all like, oh, we have a wow. full-on episode because of her. Because yeah. she just had taken these lyrics. And I mean, it's not like super complicated, but it works perfectly. It was great. So I great. wonder if she did audition. Because I remember distinctly hearing a story that I think it was Sherman and Nelson... 
and Blutman might have been there too, went to a Murmurs concert mm, specifically really? to see her. I she don't know if that was that, before or after. That's you the can't thing. assume that yeah. somebody can act based it's on true. being a rock star. It's true. Yeah, you know, I don't like, know. I don't. I would love to hear the, the story. Yeah, she must have auditioned because she was great. Well, a panhandler in ragged clothes next to her begs Eric to make it stop. A panhandler, a bum. Sorry, you're right. It's a bum. <laughs> a bum. I was I was gonna say an unhoused human. <laughs> okay. No, it's the '90s. They're a <laughs> bum. <laughs> bum. <laughs> Eric finds the comment disturbing and throws some money into the girl's guitar case. She continues singing that a handsome passerby tosses me a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> Eric smiles at the handsome passerby compliment, but when he hears twenty dollar bill, he realizes he's made a mistake and quickly takes the money back. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> which oh. I just love. It <laughs> <That> was funny. <laughs> Eric walks into the store, and as the girl continues to sing outside, Alan begs Eric to close the door. Eric jokes, a little too perky for you out there this morning? We hear a new song. It's a lollipop day, a jolly wally molly dolly. <laughs> Eric finally closes the door, and Alan complains, no one's coming in here. She's scaring all the customers away. Eric asks, would you rather have the smelly old guy who used to spit on people? And without hesitation, Alan says, yeah, get him and get rid of her. (laughs) Eric asks why he has to do this. And Alan responds, because we're equal partners in this business and I'm your father and you do what I tell you to do, (laughs) which I love. I love that now we're already like, I love how this completely ties in Reminds the audience, hey, Eric's a partner in this. Mm-hmm. This yep. is actually their business together. Um, but then I also love the very, like, just that's exactly what happens with parents is that at a certain point they go, I don't care. You're doing it because I, so. I said so. Yeah. This is, so th- I distinctly remember this was kind of the start of Rusty and I bonding as actors and as people was the wilderness store. Because all of a sudden we were together every week. Right. In that wilderness store for I, most of this season, I don't. I mean, and yeah, and we so just, funny. You've said that before. I remember talking about that when when we first started this podcast that you didn't connect with Rusty until the later no, seasons. Until the later seasons, and this is where it really started to happen. I don't think, and again, I I don't uh, I don't blame him because I didn't really know what I was doing. I don't think he respected me much as an actor when we started. And again, I was the cardboard cutout prop where I'd walk in and girls, I, girls. I was very stiff and girls, girls, um, and didn't do anything with the, with, you know, to make it my own. And I think he started to notice that I was growing as an actor and then we were together and we were playing off of each other. And at that point, then it was just smooth sailing. But this is really where it started was all the wilderness store stuff. So this is important. Eric walks outside to do the deed, but as he's about to break the news, she looks up and he sees her beautiful face. He immediately joins her in singing the last line of her song, and I feel good. And he gives her all of his money. Eric walks back into the store and Alan asks if it's done, but Eric admits, of course it's not done. I mean, do you know me at all? Alan knowingly says, she smiled at you. And Eric acts out her smile saying, gay. <laughs> Such a Michael Jacobs read. Such a Michael Jacobs read. Oh, One of the yeah. few times I could see you doing a read. Yep, so yep. I was like, me That's too. not a Will joke. Nope, that is that Will being told Michael. how to deliver it yep. because you wouldn't have done it that way. You would no, have had I your own take. Michael, right, to hit, just go, get her, get her. Yeah, because like, you, right. you know it wrote in the script, get her, and you yep. were like, what am I supposed to what do here? I- yeah, and Michael just absolutely, right just when I saw it. it, I was like, oh, that's Line a Michael reading. read. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Alan sighs and tells Eric to take her to lunch and ask her to take her act further down the road. He questions, can you handle that? Eric scoffs, can I handle that? Yeah, I can handle that, or fail to do so, <laughs> but I'm going to need some money. So can you give me some? Because I gave her all of mine. Um, and it just sets this whole episode up. Absolutely perfectly. I want mm-hmm. that scene back. 
Yeah. As an actor, you know, you watch, and I don't think it was bad, but as an actor, you watch and you're like, in my head, I missed nine jokes. So I'm like, right. ooh, I want to go back and do that again. About? It's just how I am. It's like, I want to go back and do it again. So that, no, that's what this I was episode, thinking. I didn't think it was bad. You, this, is, this is like the Olympics of sitcom acting, watching this episode, <laughs> you doing this. No, it's amazing. It is. You know, I mean, here, I was thinking about watching the episode, like what, what defines sitcom or co- in, I mean, comedy acting in general, but sitcom in particular is the ability to commit and transition. So like the ability to do, commit to something 100% for like two lines, one line, right. half a line, and then transition to a completely different beat and commit to that and to bring the audience along with you. And you do that beat to beat, line to line. It's oh, thank you. miraculous. It's like, yeah. and it's so hard to do because as an actor, like, you know, you it's hard to keep the energy level up that high and to go from like happy to sad to singing to not to, you know, and you are doing that in every scene, every line. It's it's remarkable, Will. Oh, it's so, thank you, you. Well, you've clearly great. just achieved, you know, your status as a sitcom actor yes. by this point. It's so this, great. We should do this every week. This is, great, <laughs> this is a great way to wake up in the morning. Jeez. And then we're in Feeney's classroom. Been a while since oh, we've had a Feeney class so, scene. How yes. nice is this to and watch also, him teaching? We reiterate all of our characters like in a row. Yes. It's like literally like Sean's bad at oh, school. Corey, Corey you know. tries a little harder. <laughs> Topanga. Topanga oh, knows Corey's everything. cute, but I know everything. <laughs> I yep. know. It was, okay. it was, what is wrong with your voice though, Danielle? Did I you don't know. This? I don't know. Sick. I was like, what, is that what it was? Is that it was, what it was? It, you sounded so different. The second you started talking, I was like, well, what, what happened? it could have been, it could have been a, particularly a week that I was told to change my voice. And a Michael no. note, another Michael note. Oh, maybe it, it could have been, it could have been one of the weeks that was very much like Danielle, lower your voice, Danielle, lower your voice, because I, I don't does. actually sound sick to me. I yeah. you can usually tell when I sound like stuffed up. Right. This didn't sound like that. This sounded like, it almost sounded like I was taking on an affect and I'm right. not, and I'm not sure why. Yeah. Um, it really only bumped me in this scene. I guess maybe I got used to it, but I don't yeah. know. It was this scene. I, I noticed like, it too. It was like, what, what happened? That, that doesn't yeah. sound like Danielle. I know it was so yeah. weird, but it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound stuffy. It sounded like I was doing something weird with words. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was pronouncing things a little differently mm-hmm. than I normally do. And I, I'm not, sure why it, i but i noticed it too in this <laughs> scene in sure particular why. not sure why i'm not sure what i was doing um so feeney tells the class since this will be the last presidential election in which they aren't old enough to vote he wants the classroom to be an open forum to discuss the issue issues which most concern their lives sean is about to fall asleep as feeney lectures so of course feeney calls on him and asks mr hunter what issue most concerns your life sean doesn't hesitate the swimsuit issue. <laughs> Feeney just stares line. back at him. It's so good. <laughs> swimsuit issue. Sean asks, how am I doing? Feeney responds, boffo, Mr. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Corey raises his hand and tells Feeney, there is a pressing social matter, which I feel equipped to discuss with confidence and alacrity. Feeney excitedly tells Corey he has the floor, to which Corey tells him, nah, that used me up. Feeney asks Topanga to save them, and the smart girl responds, first of all, I'd just like to say I think Corey's really cute for trying. Corey, Corey giggles. Thank you, sugar. Now, I, I guess I do. I'm just going to chalk this up to, because I don't know what it is that Topanga would find cute about it. I don't know why she would think it's cute. Except for the she fact that when you are a teenager, especially, 
everything that other person does that you love is just adorable. So I'm going to say, you know what? I do remember being a (laughs) dumb, dumb teenager in love. I mean, story-wise, it's just to reiterate that they're together. Because right. the whole arc of the episode is they're together, they're committing to each other, it's going to be strained, and they're going to come back together. So and we need to remind the audience. We need to remind the that. audience yeah. where we are in the timeline because reruns, we could be all yeah. over the place. So, yeah. 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 I will say this is the first classroom scene, maybe of the entire series, where I did not recognize a single background actor. Oh. Not one. Not one. Interesting. It was so weird. I... We're going around the class, and I'm like, I don't. I don't recognize anybody. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I can't believe that we've already covered so many of the background extras like that I remember. You know, like seasons two and three, I remember every, you know, Dusty, obviously. But like, now you're right. Because like, Ricky's gone. He wasn't doing it. Mm -hmm. My brother's girlfriend is going to become Darcy. Darcy? Yeah. Yeah, Darcy's an extra in the later years. So she's going to be in the background. So she might come up this season, right? Were they already dating? And, but yeah, I don't know who else was around at this time. That's yeah, so I just didn't recognize, it was weird. I didn't recognize anybody. I even paused it. I was like, there's got to be somebody I recognize. Not we'll Silver. see Cal Penn soon. Yes, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So, uh, Topanga explains, the biggest crisis facing the country is the breakdown of the American family. Or as I say on the show, the biggest crisis faming, faming the family is the, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like a little British. <laughs> I'm a little British. I'm a little, I don't know. It's a little... Not sure what, not sure what the I was choosing, but I was, facing the American family. I was trying what? something. I was taking a risk. <laughs> Sean groans. You always got to go after Sean. Topanga argues that issues like crime and the decline in education, but Sean interrupts. Hey, lay off of me. I Topanga think this is hysterical. Is hysterical. But it also makes no sense that Topanga would think the breakdown is the American family. Like, no. She wants to break down traditional roles. Like, that's always been her thing is that, like, you know, because the, the traditional American family argument is very conservative and very like females should be this way males should be this way and they should have kids this way and like so this is as much as i love this episode and it it works for the conflict it doesn't make any sense for topanga's character i mean she wants to all of a sudden she becomes really conservative exactly it's very weird especially in the 90s (laughs) this this talking point was a very conservative viewpoint so yeah it you're right so Topanga continues that it all has to do with how we're brought up in our homes. Feeney agrees and Sean slams his book shut. That's it. He walks through the door when Feeney asks, Mr. Hunter? Sean smiles, points at the clock, and the bell rings right on time. Feeney throws his arms in the air. The rest of the class files out. I'm in an orange outfit with some, I don't know, platform sneakers or something. It goes along with my new British British <laughs> language. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and Corey confirms that Sean isn't actually upset. Sean asks what? I'm not personally responsible for uh, what? That I'm personally responsible for the breakdown of American society? Nah, I got bigger problems. <laughs> Corey understands. He's got problems too. He reveals that he and Topanga were supposed to go out tonight, but now it's not happening. Sean's glad to hear that. Now we can have a rare guy's night out. Corey's into that. The boys together again. It's a pretty lucky thing. Topanga's babysitting tonight, huh? Sean cuts him off and asks, you have a girlfriend who's babysitting? Corey nods, yeah, late into the night. So, burgers are a movie. Sean tells him, there's no burger. There's no movie. There's just you and your girlfriend in a stranger's house. No interruptions alone on a couch. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and you get a woo. no interruptions. Oh, have you ever met a child? My first thought was- bed. They go to bed. When you're a babysitter, you just put the kid to bed and then you're there until- Well, yes, I did, I did realize that that's- that's what this that, that that's what this was going to do. That they were going to have yeah. Topanga just there while he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm having a babysitter, I'm getting out of dinner and bedtime duty. You're doing it. Like I'm, right. 
if I'm going out, I'm not going to go out at nine. What, what nine? I'm asleep by nine. I got to. So yeah, in my head, I'm like, you're going to have your boyfriend over when you have literally nothing but nonstop things to do. But it is if they go to bed. Sure. You're just sitting on a couch watching TV eating bonbons. So um, Corey's picking up what Sean is putting down. Corey Matthews, a parent's worst nightmare. Lock up your daughters. The hormones will be a flying tonight. The Woo! audience. Woos. At the idea of teens getting it on. And Corey asks Sean, you believe me? And Sean admits, no, but you're very sweet. And then. 930. 930. 930. See what happens? Yep. And then we're at Chubby's because where else would you be? Eric is on his date with the vagabond singer and she's communicating with him solely through her guitar and song. She sings, I got interested in music when I saw my first Broadway show. Eric grabs her guitar. Corinna, talk. It's okay to just talk. She starts to talk normally. She saw Annie as a kid and felt like it spoke directly to her. Eric asks, did she maybe mention that you should write something with a little more edge? Corinna laughs and points out that he sounds just like her uncle with the record company. Eric shocked. You have a record deal? And she tells him, not yet. Uncle David doesn't think she has enough edge. He seems to think I don't have enough life experience yet. Eric pleads with her. That must have really put you in a bad mood. Brought you down, put you in a dark place. Corinna laughs and Eric realizes she has no idea what he's talking about. She doesn't have a dark place. She's still laughing and admits, I just did what I always do. I put my feelings in a song. Corinna starts to sing again, this time thanking her Uncle David for refusing to give her a record deal. (laughs) As she continues her song, everyone in Chubby starts to stare at her, which she doesn't seem to notice, but Eric does. Will, what do you remember about doing this scene and... Like Everything. this whole week um, with her. I, the, the whole week with her, first of all, she could not have been a nicer human being. So yeah. super easy to work with. And you never would have known that this was her first thing. Not just because she was so comfortable. Uh, from Again, as we were talking about, from the table read, you're sitting there with an established show. Everybody, our table reads were, especially by season four, were big deals. I mean, there was, you know, 50 people there, people from the network, everybody from all the producers. She comes in with her guitar she starts singing immediately, sings every song, uh, is impeccable during, like it never, like writer said, it never changed. Impeccable during every run through, mm. through every scene. So we had these scenes and we just kind of had this vibe going between the two of us. Um, and she was just so good. You know who else was great? Shout out to all the, the background actors. I know. Whose, whose responses to the songs going on were phenomenal. And yep. they and kind they tell of the added, story. They do. It's they like tell the, the story. Chorus, exactly. Right? The Greek chorus constantly letting you know everything. how people feel about her music. Yes. And, yeah. and then um, the waitress. Jackie. Jackie. Was Jackie, who was yeah. our stand-in. Stand-in, yeah. One of our This stand-in. must have been her first season as a stand-in. I think it actually, was. Because right? she was only was. there for the later years, so this must have been her first season. She and left she was before great. our last season, actually. I think yeah, I think she left she did, right yeah. during... She moved to, like, North Carolina. North Carolina. She was an artist. Like she's yeah. a mixed-media artist. Yeah, yeah, she's actually, she if you guys want to check her out, her Instagram is at J-A-C-Q-U-I-F-E-H-L. Jackie Fell, F-E-H-L. So, yeah, oh, she she's... I know. I see her again. Wow. Yeah. That was a terrible joke. I'm glad that no. I didn't hear you. I didn't even hear it. What did you say? <laughs> you said you spelled it out. Jackie, Jackie fell. fell. I said, I'm glad she got up. Um, <laughs> hey. No, wait. But the other thing that was really, so this this scene f- kind of took on a life of its own even after Boy Meets World. Mm. Uh, so I had signed a deal after Boy Meets World was done 
to do, you know, it's called, they're called hold deals. It's kind of like you're signed to the network, but they don't have a specific project for you, but they might want to put you with somebody. Maybe you'll create something. Maybe they'll put you on another show. Exactly. Exactly. You can't go on another network, but they pay and they pay well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got a call from Phil Rosenthal who did Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. And said, I'd like to sit down and have a meeting with you about the possibility of maybe doing your own show. So my agent and I went in and sat down with him. And I said, we started talking and I said, oh, are you a Boy Meets World fan? And he said, I've never seen Boy Meets World. I've only seen one scene you've ever done. Mm -hmm. And this was the scene. Wow. So he, that's what he said. Wait, not this one, the next one in Chubby's. No, this one. This one with the check, with the love of God. Yeah, yeah, that's the next one. Oh, is that the next one? I thought this was a, so that one with, that was the scene that he saw. Because it's perfect. It's so good. It's like, it's just, put that on, like, if you put that on your reel, like, you That's that's essentially what he said. He's like, I saw that, and then, you know, obviously, you know, you can do anything. But it was just that one scene. So. Oh yeah, it mattered. This Flafluga. scene oh was my. great. Yeah. Oh my god! But Flafluga. the writing is also. How do you not? I mean, all that. I didn't ad lib any. People always ask, like, how much of it was you? The hundred percent the writing. Flafluga, part know, of your brain removed. But again, it's your commitment it. and transitions. Like it's just, yes, you're able. It was to, a great scene though. Yeah, but the, yeah. Right, but, but let's stick with the scene we're in. Sorry, yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah. I just remember it was a wonderful week working with her. She's was just so good, and yeah, yeah, became a big fan of hers after this. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, 
How about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. We're at Topanga's babysitting house. We get the exterior of a new house, which leads to another new set. The mom is quizzing Topanga on important things she needs to know before leaving. Billy's bedtime, 9 p.m., emergency numbers next to the fridge. Most important rule, no boys at all. Topanga opens the door as the parents are leaving, and oops, Corey is standing there. He quickly grabs a jug of water and pretends to be the water boy, but Topanga assures the parents he won't be staying. But the mom changes her tune. Oh, when I said no boys, I didn't mean this kind of boy. Now, when when you were talking about your accent, uh-huh. this woman yeah. is doing Where is like, she from? I don't like, know. <laughs> she's doing like a Bill Daniels, like almost British. Mean. It's like proper American. But it, I just thought it was so from? funny. It was like, this is such a boy meets world thing. Like, she's great, <laughs> but it's such a boy meets world thing, right? It's like, if you're poor, you have a Southern accent. Right. If you're if rich, rich, you got a <laughs> British like accent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like Charles nothing Winchester. in between. Yeah, exactly. So weird. And she's like, is, does she like literally have a pearl necklace on? Too? I, she's yeah, just say like, this boy. Like what? This boy. Alan and Amy Matthews. No, it's not even a British accent. It's like, it's that Bill Daniels in between. You can't quite do it. Oh my god, it's so, so weird. Also, rookie move, Corey. You wait till the parents leave before you knock What's, on the door. He's dude. never done this it's before. Corey. It's, it's Corey. Corey. He, rookie, he's rookie. He's always going to be making rookie mistakes. That's the definition of his character. Exactly. We love Come it. On, it's bro. So wait for him to leave. So <laughs> she tells her husband, "This is Amy and Alan's little Alan. boy. <laughs> little Alan's boy. little boy. Little boy." <laughs> The husband is unamused. Corey corrects her. I'm Amy and Alan's dangerous little boy. The husband, who might be on Quaaludes, tells him we're all dangerous in the beginning. The mother says they will be out late. So if you two get dozy, just take a little nap on the couch. The husband leans to Corey. Very comfortable couch. You lie down on it. You'll think you're dead. It's wonderful. And I truly feel like I know everything I need to know about this man about and this how novel. he feels yeah. about his life. And yeah. he has barely even opened his mouth. Great so, writing, great performance. You know, it's great a, it's writing. Like three or four lines. We have the whole history it. of this relationship. <laughs> yep. It get, it puts us into the next scene. Perfect. It's great. It's, it's just poor man. Classic just, sitcom greatness. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just very wonderful. So, um, Topanga tells Corey, I'm glad you came over, dangerous boy. She tells him to get comfortable on the couch and she'll grab them something to eat. Corey says to himself, all right, cozy couch, empty house, dangerous guy. Everything is working out according to plan. What could possibly go wrong? On cue, little Billy pops up from behind the couch and gives Corey a wet willy. Corey asks, can I help you with something? I know, disgusting. I also oh. love how he doesn't react. He like, doesn't normally react you get a wet to it at all and uh, I'm still reacting oh to it. Just, like, I'm, and he really does it too. Like, I know. Digging actually, in. Yep. My God. Oh my God. If there, there are certain things like my son cannot do. 
Like, and uh, yeah. will it, it's like, no, 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 dude, I'd rather you pick your nose and eat it. But if you touch me with your finger <laughs> in my ear, like I will lose it. Oh, oh, I hey, can tell. You're not I can allowed to do Danielle. either one of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I'm getting wet willies on the plane the whole and time now. Will, I'm, if oh. you even come near <laughs> me. Willies, wet willy. <laughs> will, I'm, I'm a wet yes. willy. Yes, I'm going to get you. I'm going to give you wet willies while wearing an <laughs> I love licorice shirt. <laughs> Just holding licorice well, in my hand. Licorice, well, eating giving licorice, me wet, giving you a wet willy. The worst. Okay. Um, I don't know how he doesn't react. It's just, I'm st- just I literally, I'm still there. reacting. <laughs> so the boy giggles. You're Morgan's brother. Corey is unamused. Aren't you supposed to be in bed? Billy tells him, I got a Nintendo 64 bit upstairs. No one has ever called the Nintendo 64 yeah, a Nintendo 64 bit. It's an N64. Nintendo 64 bit. Nintendo 64 bit. <laughs> also, there is something with our writers, producers, or just wardrobe where if you're pajamas. a little kid, you need to be in full pajamas. Footy, footy pajamas. Footy pajamas yeah. like it's the 70s. And then, and then a Morgan with the big uh, slippers later, like the big right. fuzzy animal slippers. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you just got to make them little kid-like. <laughs> it's so it amazing. Sense. They're all like uh, 20. So Topanga walks in just as the boys are about to run upstairs and asks Billy what he's doing up. Okay, hold on, hold on. I watched this moment. Over and over. Do you notice how coordinated Ben and the, the kid are in this beat when you walk in the door? Yeah. It is one of the funnest. They match each other. They both have their hands in the air like they're caught. I, I ask really? you to go back, our <laughs> listeners, to go back and watch it. You come out of the kitchen and they both stop. And clearly the kid or Ben decided to do the exact same thing at the same right. time. So they're both Look. like caught with their hands in the air. And it is his, they, they, they're just matching. God, it's so that. it's cute. such a visual gag, and I, I can't decide. Like I'm assuming the kid is imitating Ben because he has right. his hand out for no reason. But it is one of the funniest visual gags. It's just like they're both like like literally hand in the cookie right. jar. Like they're both reaching. Like it is oh, so funny. Oh, oh my so god, cute. It me. I was like, oh my god. I went back and watched it like three or four times. I was dying. It's oh, such I a love it's it. such like an actory visual gag. It's so good. Uh. Corey tells her he's got 64 bits <laughs> and Topanga counters. He's got nine o'clock bed. Corey asks for five minutes. I really want to play. Topanga leans down to Billy. I'm obligated to follow the rules your parents have clearly laid out. And as she's speaking, Corey's behind her, mocking her. Topanga whips her head around and asks what he's doing. He carefully says, I love you. And Topanga tells Billy to get to bed right now. He pleads, can I watch TV? Corey answers, sure, <laughs> which I love. Sure. Topanga tells him no, scolding Corey. Corey immediately blames Billy, asking, what were you thinking? Then we enter a very meta little bit here where yep. Billy tells them it's the Friday night lineup. Topanga asks, what does that have to do with anything? And Corey explains the Friday night lineup. It's only the best shows on TV. You walk into school Monday morning and you didn't see the Friday night lineup. Forget it. You got nothing to say. Topanga's upset with Corey. He's undermining her authority. I am this child's babysitter and I take my responsibilities very seriously. And as she's talking, Billy is now mocking her behind her back. Topanga whips her head around and asks, what were you doing? And Billy repeats what he heard Corey say. I love you. I love you. Topanga asks a giggling Corey, you think this is funny? He stutters out, no, Mistress Topanga. I think it's the opposite of funny. I think it's wood. And, and we said that for years. For years. For years. We said it's this. so funny. So oh funny. My God. Years. The writing yep. in this scene, start to finish. I mean, what is this? Yep. Like five, seven page I... scene? And it's like, I don't think there's a wasted beat. No. It's every, right. in the turns, it's so good. I it think is it's so good. So good. <laughs> oh, I think it's wood. 
Oh, wood I think it's wood. Billy pleads, at least let me watch my favorite show. It's on right now. Topanga tells Billy, it's 930. She knows he doesn't stay up past nine. Billy explains, it used to be on at 830, but this year they moved it to 930. Those idiots. <laughs> So we, sh- I mean, our listeners probably know, but like our show got moved to nine thirty this year. Our so show that's what, was this is on all, at so eight thirty. Like, is this our most meta reference since Bill Daniels did the like? I wouldn't know what it's I like. Wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Yeah, right, it's with got the writers, it. got it. Like if, for if sure. Writing, yeah, this yeah. is also it's su- it's such a long. It's a whole meta scene from here on out, basically, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it comes back a little later. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a building big towards kid gets acquainted with the universe, like yeah. us exactly, just essentially, yeah. So Corey is shocked. They moved it to nine thirty. Why? Billy yells. No one knows. Corey asks, "Was it doing <laughs> badly at eight <8:30?" laughs> thirty? Billy tells no. him, "No." Corey yep. asks, "Then why didn't they leave it alone?" And then Billy shouts, "They're trying, <laughs> They're trying to, kill to kill it! it. <laughs> They're trying to kill it!" <laughs> Corey yeah. shakes his head. Those are bad, bad people. So, yeah, to explain even a little further, being on at 8.30 is a more ideal time slot than 9.30. Because even yeah. though 8 to 10 was a block of family shows, the shows earlier in the evening, when you're a kid's show at least, when you have younger numbers. kids, would get better numbers than the shows at 9.30. So this yeah. was all a reference to the inner fears and explicitly stated fears of all of us working on the show. What's this, this going to do? It's not only that, it was it was a brazen move by Michael and the writers because this would have been delivered out loud to the network at a table read. So at our Correct. table read, we would all gather and it would be the first time that the network would hear the script and actually probably read it. I don't even yep. know if they would have had it the night before because oftentimes the scripts would be finished that morning. Right, so and it wasn't, we there wasn't digital there, scripts then. Right, so no. we'd be sitting there at a table read with network executives. There's usually three or four that come to the table read and they would have been sort of forced to hear yes. a kid actor delivering lines that are basically mocking them and calling them idiots to their face Directly in the context. idiots. Yes. And like- you know, I mean, I, I, this is the kind of stuff that Michael would do. Like, yes. you know, th- and it's kind of brilliant because, you know, standing up for the show against network executives. I mean, it can be extreme and, you know, it doesn't always have to be conflict based. But yes. in our case, it was very conflict based. And yes. there was a lot of challenges and there was a lot of pushback. And so this was like kind of a, a, a brilliant chess move writing wise to like do this because it's too funny to not continue put on the show right. but it also yeah it's it's brilliant i just think it's one of the well, i remember the i remember the run through i remember because oh, we, we, we do we would do a lose. well no the but the run through i remember specifically is the network we run would through. do the the you know the um monday run through for us and then we would do the network run through and the network run through i remember the network like putting their hands in their heads and shake i mean they were laughing yeah and we knew it's it was going to make it not include yeah exactly like they had to do it so it was it was great to, to and watch and what's happen. so great about it is it wasn't ju- i mean our audience would have also gotten it you know because our audience was also like why is it why? now 9 30 exactly yeah. right? so, and, so and i know i have to change my schedule like, yeah it, it's 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 a it's a perfect meta yeah. joke i think the the shows after us got worse ratings until sabrina and yeah, then I Sabrina think Sabrina got better rating for sure. And then we did. Beat yeah. Us. Yeah. So Corey shakes his head. Those are bad, bad people. Topanga <laughs> tells Corey that they need to have a little talk. Corey, Corey pleads right after the show, honey. Um, Topanga snatches the remote from his hand. There will be no show. She tells Billy to get to bed and Billy obliges. Corey compliments her work and says, now it's just you and dangerous me on a cozy couch. 
Topanga starts pushing him to the door. He is going home. Corey asks why she'd want to be there alone, and Topanga yells, You have no idea what this is about, do you? Corey argues, Yes, I do, and it happens to be a very important issue, not just to me and you, but to all men and women in relationships, both here and abroad. Topanga reiterates the exact same way. You have no idea what this is about, do you? Corey groans, do I ever? Do I ever? Such a Billy now runs back into the room telling Corey, you're missing a real funny one. The curly-headed kid keeps on digging himself in deeper and deeper. I mean, come on. It's so good. While Corey is digging himself deeper and deeper, the kid calls it out as the yep. show. I mean, just brilliant writing. This just is so like good. postmodern, so good. self-referential. Like, it's just layers. I love it so much. I love it. And then to put the little cherry on top, Corey says, I love that kid. He's such a doof. He's such a doof. <laughs> Perfect word. Doof. Uh, Perfect doof. word. So then <laughs> we are back at Chubby's. Eric and Corinna are still on their date. Corinna's going on and on about what her Uncle David could have possibly meant by life experience. Eric is stacking his French fries into a Jenga tower from boredom, while Corinna explains she's been to sleepaway camp and she once got on the wrong bus, and she even had a goldfish who died. <laughs> Eric guesses, suicide wasn't. <laughs> Again, is such a funny line. This is the scene. This is... I would yeah. say the babysitter scene uh, and then into this scene are two of our best scenes ever back to back. It's completely just, agree. Yeah. Just nailed this huge mm-hmm. chunk of the show. Yeah. It's so good. Corinna laughs. Oh, you. This inspires a new song and people in Chubby's get up and leave once she starts. Eric can't handle it anymore. He grabs her guitar and he tells her, okay, okay, shh. And he yells for the check. Corinna asks if something's wrong and Eric says he noticed all of these people were watching her and listening to her song and he's afraid they would steal it and sell it to Andrew Lloyd Webber who would then write a three-hour musical about her dead goldfish. Corinna gasps. Would he call it Goldie? Eric tells her, no, he'd call it Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jackie would call it Jack. Is that where Jackie like loses it in the background? Yes, oh and that's where God. Jackie spins so around. Good. It's so great. Corinna explains, when I got up this morning, I had no idea I'd meet someone I was going to spend the rest of my life with and all our lives to come. <sighs> Eric admits he doesn't know how to say this, so he's going to choose his words very carefully. <laughs> I think you're a psycho. psycho. I think you're a psycho. (laughs) So good. You're a read. Men and women on dates have wanted to say that so badly at times. So you just want to say, I think you're a psycho. I think you're a psycho. And this is not going to go any further. (laughs) It's so good. Corinna's confused. Eric continues, I'm just not the guy for you. You need a guy who's happy and perky all the time. Maybe a guy who's had part of his brain removed and thinks he's a bunny. Uh, and you Do guys can still go say off and, psycho anymore. Like, I feel I like that know. was the most 90s thing. Probably. I don't think you do. I've no, never I'm saying heard probably any- the most 90s thing to say. Right. To, yeah, it's psycho. We used to say that all the time, Will, right? Like, oh, he's psycho. Oh, she's such a psycho. She's such a psycho. He's such a Like, I feel like we used to always say that. And I, mean, I would n- yeah. never say in that. In just now. this episode, we can say we, uh, some people push, but we don't say bum. <laughs> we don't <laughs> say bum. psycho. psycho. Uh, we, we probably actually wouldn't even say suicide. We'd say unalived right. itself, Unalived would you? itself, did it? <laughs> And I later mean, down the line, you no, wouldn't be making fun of a guy by by jokes. just assuming he was exactly. gay. Exactly. Like, that that, in yeah. the, the 90s, though. The insinuation that Eric might be gay. Is the that's worst like, thing. That's where he draws the toast. line. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, super okay. interesting. So, it's such you know, a guy thing. Yeah. We, well, it's it's we, just very 1996. 96, 96. It's very 96. And we have 
for the most part, chosen to say, we will mention when something doesn't necessarily age well, but we also realize it was recorded in 96 yeah and we we don't like to we don't that's how what you that was just unfortunately except for better or worse that's what you did and it is what it is so we're not we don't harp on it you were a psycho bum yeah that's the way it works a gay psycho you You were a gay psycho bum unalive yourself (laughs) and there's you should unalive yourself because you're a gay psycho bum (laughs) welcome to 1996 wow a new t-shirt new merch gay psycho bum trying to kill it they're trying to kill it pod meets world you mean <laughs> they're trying to kill it corinna asks you don't want to see me anymore do you eric swiftly replies oh see it's not just that i want to put you on a rocket ship and send you to the planet fluffluga fluffluga oh Which you know I, I already i missed it but my one my favorite like I think the best way that it goes, um, her songwriting and her saccharineness goes over the top is when she goes, a choo, choo, choo. <laughs> like, oh my God, it is such a brilliant moment. It's like, because you could, we'll we've already established that she writes these songs, but when she goes, and we'll both get the flu and go, a choo, choo, choo. Oh my God. Like, yes, stop. Like, at that, that's like, it's perfect. It's perfect. I remembered every single song. Did you? That was the thing that made, I could. I literally was mouthing around, uh, mouthing along with every single song I remembered. Yeah. Oh man! And then she strums her guitar, and Eric realizes she just played a minor chord. And again, when you talk about the transitions, writer, Mm -hmm. he this is exact in this scene specifically. The way you go from like oh flafluga to that's a minor chord. I'm out of here too. What? Uh That's a minor chord is so good. And it's so funny. Um, Thank you. This is all obviously based on Alanis Morissette was huge at the time. Yeah. So Jagged Little Pill, I think, came out in 95 or 96. Mm-hmm. So this was all based on Alanis Morissette, of course. Of course. Which I mean, she specifically mentions. It, yeah, her yeah, name yeah. is mentioned. Yeah, later yeah, which thing, is yeah. good that there's at least a nod to... Yeah. Um, Corinna starts to sing an edgy song channeling Alanis Morissette or Fiona Apple with lyrics highlighting her heartbreak from Eric. She continuously calls him shallow boy. And those who are left in the restaurant, including Jackie, who is now dancing, they She's actually just, she like is this song. very happy with the dancing in the background. She's like going at it. Yeah. And then we're back in the school hallway. Corey walks up to Topanga at her locker. He thought they could grab a bite ski at this charming little place called the cafeteria. Bite ski! A bite ski! Bite ski! I just thought of broski and broham and. Uh-huh. I know, broski. Brozinski. We got a bite ski. Bite ski. <laughs> Topanga harshly asks, What would be the point, Corey? Corey rattles off the three points. He's hungry. Topanga's his girlfriend. It's Taco Bar Tuesday. Topanga worriedly asks, You would feed tacos to our child? Red flag. Red flag. Yeah, this is oh. where, you know, red flag. For the, oh, yeah. the story, Topanga's a little, little of much course. here. But Listen, I kind of like been... knowing she's a little unbalanced, too. I'll be honest with you. Well, well, sure. At least at least they're both psycho. Right. Um, they are I both mean, psycho bombs. I have, never, I have never held back when I thought that Corey was unlikable. And so I'm just going to say Topanga sucks in this scene. Uh, <laughs> she is handling what could be a totally normal conversation in a psycho way. For no other term. She's just right. crazy. Red flag. And for me, the issue, I can't even believe that sure, there's actually a real issue, which is like, Corey, you came over to my job that I get paid for and you completely undermined me. That made me, that didn't make me feel good. And right. if you're, there's a version of conflict that there's didn't a version, need you to be like, 
about yeah, our yeah. future child and him being a parent, there's actually something real there to talk I about. Know, which but is, it is pretty funny. Like Corey's reactions. Like that's the thing is that I think the writers just loved watching poor Corey be like, "Well, we're only what? kissing." Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I know. Kissing. And 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 unfortunately, it's an echo of what. Eric's going through, right? Like right. you have you have the 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 psycho woman trope being yes. played out right. in both storylines. And unfortunately, it's just really funny. It is. So it it's is. just it too good. Yeah. You could see that it they worked. were like, maybe it doesn't make sense. And even the fact that Topanga just resolves it, like she just comes back and says, oh, I love you anyway, Corey, at the end of the episode, indicates that they didn't really know how to write yeah. the situation so that it actually made sense, but it doesn't matter because the expediency of comedy yeah. is just I know. There. And so I would yeah. just like to say, it doesn't change the way I feel about the episode. It doesn't yeah. even change the way I feel about the scene. It's all very funny. And Corey mm-hmm. is so funny in his reactions. Yes. But oh. I didn't want to not mention that Topanga is acting like a psychopath because yeah. we yeah. have a few times mentioned when we have felt like Corey has done it. So I yeah. in we are yeah. a fair in show. Fact, I would go the extreme. I would go to the opposite, which is uh people's ability to connect with children is more rare than their ability to be authoritarian as a father figure. So right. the fact that Corey could connect with this kid and should relate to him and make him laugh is make him actually a better, the greatest skill that you could you should look for in a partner. And like for her not to recognize that, for the show not to recognize that like, oh my God, Corey bonding with this little boy, that is rare, especially for men, you know, in the 90s yes. to like- to like want to bond to a kid and hang out with him and play video. Like that's cool. That's the rare thing. He's got his on. I know. I know. I, you know what? I agree with you. So she's wrong. She's wrong. Yeah. And she's it's a just psycho. wrong in every front. I just but, like to know though, that she's not perfect. I like yeah. knowing that she's also, well, and I'm, I appreciate she crazy that fan. she isn't because truthfully one of, if I were to overall, and we'll wait till we get to the end of the show. Cause I obviously have, there's so many episodes coming up that I don't know what they entail. But if I had one criticism, I think thus far of Topanga is she was written in such an idealistic way. She is, you know, except for these moments, um, kind of an unrealistic portrayal of the perfect woman. So anyway, doesn't change the way I feel about it. Love the scene. Love it. But just wanted to let you guys know. I think Topanga does become overbearing and controlling. Like that ends up being the thing, right? Like she's a perfectionist and she holds Corey to too high of a standard. Right. right? But I, I feel like... Even in that, unless I'm wrong, and I might be because I have no idea what's coming. I have fully blocked out five through seven, seasons right. five through seven in my brain. Um, but I think she she recognizes it. Like, I know why she knows she has this. Like, oh, mm. I know it's terrible that I'm obsessed with all A's, but it's just who I am. Right, so there's right. like a more self-aware version of being unlikable, but maybe right. I'm wrong. I don't no, no, know. We, we actually already have seen that. Remember when you were like demanding with a tape recorder in Feeney's face? Like, tell me the answer. Tell me. Yeah, yeah. I can't help myself. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. 
When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books, promo code world. Okay, so Corey freaks out. Are what? You and I are going to have a child? We've only kissed. I mean, I knew it was a good kisser, but wow. <laughs> wow. Too funny to not do. Exactly. Topanga explains our future child, the one we'd have if we got married. Oh, that kid. Would I feed him tacos? Yeah. Four for 99 cents. He's going to be taco crazy. <laughs> taco crazy. <laughs> Topanga explains she's really upset with him and asks if he knows why. Corey guesses something I've done or haven't done or did do, but didn't do properly. Now, with that said, taco. That's where that started. So Eric and Jack do that later on dates. Taco. taco. Really? And I thought it was a, an Eric thing. I did not know it started with Corey. So that that's, is a hundred yeah. percent Michael Jacobs thing. Yeah. I remember Taco. I can picture later. him right now yep. doing it. Topanga doesn't budge. You let Billy stay up last Friday night. You'd rather be pals with our kids than a strong, responsible role model. Corey, at the risk of being argumentative, reminds her they don't have any kids. Topanga says, and we're not gonna. You know why? And Corey guesses, because we're just kissing. (laughs) (laughs) She tells him a family falls apart if there are not strong, authoritative role models at home. But Corey retorts that it wasn't their home or their kid. I'm sure what you're saying probably makes a lot of sense. But right now, my blood sugar level is dropping and all I want is a little taco. Topanga says if that taco is more important than their child, then this family has dysfunction written all over it. 
She storms off and a giddy Sean appears asking Corey if he wants a taco. Corey, a defeated Corey sighs. I don't think I'm supposed to have one. <laughs> Great read. He's like looking around like, I don't think I'm supposed to have one. So lost. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. The curly head kid, curly haired kid keeps digging Getting himself deeper in and deeper, deeper, deeper and deeper. <laughs> and then we're at the family wilderness store. Eric is working and Corey and Sean run in to ask him a question. And I think, Ryder, this is probably the start of you and I not being able to work together. Because we're laughing at this? We, we look like we're, you look like you're about to break most I'm of the just, time. I'm just and I'm just not looking at you. Like, I literally, I don't think I make eye contact with you once during this entire scene. <laughs> this is another one of those scenes that, like, writer mentioned, which was such a brilliant point, that sitcom acting is so much about committing and transitioning. This is another one of those scenes where they present you with thing after thing after thing, oh. and you come up with a new one for everyone. And so, yep. some, I mean, the at the end, when you're just smiling and saying you're famous, when just before you had been arguing so committedly oh, yeah. that it wasn't even about you, is so great. <laughs> so oh, great. thank you. Yeah. You were a genius. I mean, this whole scene is just, and the way it's blocked too, like Corey and I come in, we're like one force, Alan's on the other side and you're in the middle just bouncing, just bouncing between like, what? I know. Can we talk about this opening though? I, I, I went back like three times. I was like, what is going on with the noise? The sound? Do you guys, did you guys hear oh, it's, the sled dog? It's, it's, it's terrible. It's no, it's the sled dog crying. Sledding sled dog. Sleeping sled dog. But I was like, what's going on? I literally I because I have surround sound in my we, room and I was like, is something we Mom paused is, it twice because yes, I thought it was we, our baby monitor. Yes, I was like, the was children are doing a weird thing. Yes. By the way, little critique, not a good enough joke. No, no, sled it dog. should have been and, something. It should have been set up. Crazy. It should yeah. have been said, but because it happened, you the sled dog reference was made after you'd already heard it for the first thirty seconds. So you're already like, wait, what? But if yeah. if you set it up as like. Oh, we're listening to this crazy thing, and then you hear the crazy thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, bummer. It wasn't, I, so and it was weird. like not loud enough. Had it no. been louder, where it was obviously coming from yeah. the set, mm-hmm. you would be like, "So eventually, they're going to acknowledge what this is, right? Or this right. is going to pay off." But you, it was like too low. It was it mixed was weird. weird. Yeah, it was weird. Okay, so uh, Corey and Sean run in. They ask him a question. You know how you got this great new job with dad and your life's finally beginning to come together? Eric nods. That's over. Sean asks, CD player, you got one? Sean hands him a disc and Eric says he just has to pull out the sounds of the sleeping sled dogs Mm -hmm. CD. Sean explains, we were walking by Varsity Records and we saw them putting these in the window. Eric looks at the cover. Hey, this looks just like Corinna. She's Sean got nods. an album out in like a day. I, I love that. Well, it's Sean uncle. nods. It's actually it's her well uncle. explained. It's her uncle. It is. It is. I it mean, is. that is like the insert yep. that her uncle did it, which worked yep. well as, yeah, earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ain't that a hoot, Sean says. Eric's astonished that she was able to put out a record so fast, but then he sees the words Uncle David's Records and Tapes yep. on the back. Alan notices the warning, not suitable for children. Eric plays the first song and it's Shallow Boy. Corey points out, wow, she sounds really angry. Sean nods. Yeah, and that was the ballad. Eric says, there's two billion people in the world. She could be angry about anybody. Sean reads the back of the case. Track number two, Eric Matthews, you're so vain. You probably didn't know the song before this was about you. And Corey says, all signs point to you. Eric says, this is just something her uncle put together in a booth somewhere. It's not like anybody's going to hear it. Then Sean turns the radio on and perfectly timed. The DJ announces, if you thought Alana's held a grudge, you ain't heard nothing yet. Her name is Corinna and she's real mad at some pitiful creep named Eric Matthews. (laughs) This one ought to be on the charts for 20 years. Eric smiles as the song plays. He finds the silver lining in a very Corinna way. I'm famous. I'm famous. (laughs) (laughs) 
Such a brilliant scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, Will, you just carry this whole episode so beautifully. And then we're in the Matthews living room. And now I noticed, did you guys notice the family picture does have Lindsay in it? Oh, does it? No, no. I didn't okay. notice. We took a new one. We took a new one. And Lindsay, either it's a new one or they fo- they put they put oh, her face. I didn't I mean, it's notice a new one. that. There is a new photo new and it there, is there Lindsay. There was no Photoshop back then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I meant, I didn't think it was Photoshop. I literally thought maybe they cut her cut face and out <laughs> and literally just stuck just it on there. there. Um, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, oh, so Lindsay awesome. is yeah, in the, the photo. Fam. Yes. So Corey is reading a book on the couch as Amy enters and says, it's so good to see him studying. And then she reads the book's title. So you're going to be a daddy. Oh, boy. The, Suddenly I have no legs. Saw what? Name? The, yeah, the name on the book. Who wrote the book? Who? David Glazer. David Glazer, PhD. Our master. <laughs> yeah, I David love it. I didn't notice. David Glazer, PhD. Yep. Oh, I love it so much. Corey says, it's not what she's thinking, Miss Dirty Mind. Also, what, do you, what else do you expect her to think, Miss Dirty Mind? You're reading a book about being a daddy. Is acting like she's crazy. Uh, Corey says, it's research. One day, Topanga will be a mother, and I'm going to be the father or the uncle or the way I'm going, the guy down the street with the binoculars. With the binoculars. Great line. I just want to be ready for whatever it is I'm going to be. And I want to know, the uncle? What is happening here? Did he mean the same way you guys are Uncle Will and Uncle Ryder? Mm-hmm. Or does he mean he thinks Topanga and Eric might end up getting married and having children? <laughs> In no, a stranger think, yeah, world, it could like, happen. Sean will have kids and he'll be like Uncle, uncle Corey. Corey. The fun, right. the exactly. fun, funkle. The funkle. The funkle. Right. The funkle. Right. The knuckle oh. funkle. Guys, knuckle funkle, lip flap, knuckle funkle. Guys, guys, I was reading, I was reading some of our emails last night, and um, somebody wrote in there that um, all they could think of during our Phil Leeds story was um, uh, noshing on your broccoli flaps. And I just, I want you to know that it ruined my night. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow! It also just, ruined your broccoli. Yikes! Oh. Your funkle uh, notching uh, on your not broccoli your flaps. Funkle not- your funkle oh, notching on your broccoli flaps. Nothing uh, worse. Oh, God. Ooh, that even hurt me. Ooh, I, I even you. that one. Making you gassy with Making this. Making you Come gassy on. with your broccoli flaps. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, you know, I, you really, you have to, you have to prepare yourself before you read our emails sometimes. So or listen to our podcast <laughs> or listen, Just to, listen to our <laughs> Oh, yikes. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes and so do their tushies especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. 
So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. Amy assures him you learn from experience. Your dad and I weren't prepared in advance, but we did the best we could, and we ended up raising three wonderful, well-adjusted children. Eric walks in right on cue announcing, now I'm a maladjusted woman-hating loser freak. Amy corrects herself, okay, two. Corey asks if Corinna came out with a new song, and again, on cue, Morgan walks down the stairs singing the new Corinna song about Eric. Ben Morgan, and I couldn't hold it together when she, this was, we, we talked to her about this when she was on the podcast. We just... We, every time she came down singing, we don't know if it's because she committed so hard and she's so or committed. it was so she's good, so but it was like, then she'd come right in our ear and we just, we couldn't hold it together. We could not hold it together. It was great. <laughs> I could see it a little <laughs> bit on your face. Yep. And I remember when you guys talked to her about it um, and she then takes off her headphones to say, I can't believe you're my brother. Ew. Eric explains that this is a very difficult situation. Corinne is a sweet girl with a great artistic spirit, and it would be wrong to crush that. Morgan bursts back through the door singing the song, suggesting Eric might be gay. Eric hears this and yells, okay, this chick is toast. And again, because in 1996, yep. this is the worst insult you could hurl at a right. teenage boy. So, and also the most common one. Yes. And also you the use of the word the chick. Like, yeah, chi- yeah. Know, it's everything about this is very 96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It's it 96. That psycho y'all. chick is toast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. What a bum. <laughs> what a bum. 
Alan then walks in and innocently asks, you remember that girl who was playing guitar in front of our store? Eric sarcastically says, no. And I love the way you do know. (laughs) You can get away with it because the audience is so on your side at this point. In any other context, Eric being this awful to Alan would have been like, whoa, dude. But we are so on your side. It's great. It's so good. No. Alan Mm. hands Eric a piece of paper. She's looking for you. Eric reads it and says, she wants to meet me later. I bet she wants to apologize. However... As the viewer, we gather, I don't think this we is know. the case. Not gonna happen. No. <laughs> and then they're at Chubby's because where else would they meet, That's I ask you, you. That's where you go. Eric is sitting waiting for Corinna when we see an edgy girl in all black walk down the stairs. And this is such a cool reveal of her that yeah. she's now just Slash a whole new person. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. She looks at Eric with pure hatred. She tells him, I'm surprised you had the guts to show up. Eric snaps back. I'm surprised you're out when the sun is up. <laughs> so good. You know, something just occurred to me. Um, this is a great, this is one of the, the like a legendary Eric episode. And interestingly, Eric is very smart. Oh, yeah. Eric yeah. is very quick, very yeah. witty. Like that is a witty joke. And like suicide was it? Like you actually have, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rare example of Eric working very well as a smart character. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it made me think like. Oh, Sarcastic, witty, that yeah. kind of. Yeah. It's, yeah. They, we, we hit this this tone for a little while. And then I think it just. Because, again, I don't know where we're going. I kind of know where we're going. But mm-hmm. randomly on the Instagram machine, a I was scrolling through and a clip popped up from season seven of the when the brothers hold a, um, a, a garage sale. Okay, mm-hmm. and I watched about ninety seconds of it, and I was like, "Wow, Eric! I mean, it's it's like cartoonish." Yeah, you become insane. so it's it's yeah. it's where where it's coming from here to seeing right. that in the same day was like, right. oh, it's two completely two completely right. different characters. And I think episode to episode, that's understandable. Yeah, I'm right. just yeah, I just wonder if we're going to be burned out on it by season seven. You know, because I do think it becomes it becomes. The like, I especially once Jack enters the show, Eric really does just become the absurdist. Like, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, yeah. It was I, watching it, I was like, oh, it really is a living cartoon character, right? Because like, right now just, we've been balancing it. You know, we have the yeah. like his brain activity is not as high as that mouse. And that's right. exactly what I thought of. And then yeah. you have this episode, and you're kind of like, all right, it's you know, moment to moment. But yeah, I'm, yeah. so much like we were talking about how this is peak Danielle. But in her her personal life, mm-hmm. as a character, this might be peak Eric, right? Yeah, like the where best. he's kind of the best. Got a peak job. Will in a personal life, that's down the line. I haven't even come close to that yet. We're I'm still attaining that because I've got so much growth to do because I'm awesome, but about to get even more awesome. Right, right. Always in my personal always life. But awesome as Eric, work. this I think might be kind of like the perfect wheelhouse for Eric. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where you've got a job, you've got whip smart, like wit. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think we're just going to discover that season four is the best, the, the, the best, the best of so. Far, I mean, so far, so good. My God, yes. it's one after we still another. Have chick like me coming. We yeah. saw so many I legendary. Know. You episodes. still have the one. I think the the the, the cult, cult episode. All well, that stuff is season yeah. four. Be though. A little, yeah. All right. I think okay. singled out. I think is season four too. When Chris Hardwick comes on, I mean, there's like that's. I think the Nasher Broccoli Week is. <laughs> yeah. Phil Leeds mm-hmm. comes back. Phil Leeds is. Does he really? I think so. I remember. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay, so Corinna flips open a small notebook and writes down mysterious vampire references from a pseudo-angry man. Eric nervously asks what she's doing. She says, I just write things down from time to time. 
She says, so uh, why else don't you like me? And Eric admits, well, you're making my life miserable. I just want you to cut it out. Corinna opens the notebook up again. Meow, meow, came the sound from the whining cat. <laughs> what else you got? I'm Eric so glad to be- it's, a, it's a good choice to not have her with the guitar in this one. Yes. Yeah, it would have been too much, right? Yeah, uh, It's like one, because we already had that, that scene, multiple scenes with her like playing everything. So to have her yep. just writing it down, very smart. Very smart very. on the writer's part because it would have just, and you know they had a draft where it had her doing the guitar thing again. Oh, they were like, yeah. eh, let's pull it back. It works. Yeah. Yeah. So Eric gets up to leave. He said his piece. Corinna jumps up to stop him. I know you've got lots of anger. Yell at me. Dump me. Make me feel bad. Eric pauses and realizes she's out of material. Corinna denies it, but Eric knows that's why she had to see him. She rolls her eyes. That's not true. Eric continues, Uncle Dave needs some more angry songs, and you don't have them. Corinna assures him, she's a very dark and edgy girl. She has tons of songs. Eric asks, you know what I see when you when I look at you? Dandelions. <laughs> Eric starts to push the tiny vase of dandelions on the table closer and closer to her. the dandelions were a little bigger. A little bigger. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Even thing. in the previous scene, I was like, wait, wait what are they referencing? It just yeah. needs a little cartoon yeah. Must not have been dandelion season. No. Correct. And it's nice that there's fresh dandelions at uh, Chubby's, Chubby's. Mm-hmm. on the table, of course. Of course. <laughs> also, for the first time, Chubby's is not a counter service. You had to order <laughs> right. the yeah, check. check. Yeah, like to order the check. Yep. Just for yep. the check, Joe. They were trying something that week. <laughs> <Work. Yep. laughs> so, um, pretty dandelions and flowers on a sunny day. She stutters. She doesn't want to look at the dandelions. She'll lose her edge. Eric encourages her. I know your true self. No, Corinna insists. I'm a trouble, twisted soul. You know nothing about me. Eric starts to sing, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that when? And Corinna finishes, tomorrow. Corinna breaks into full song and Eric tries to leave, but she notices. He quickly runs back to her and they sing the rest of tomorrow together, getting a loud applause from the audience. Alicia came in hot. She did. She knew everything about this character. She totally nailed it. So This scene though, this scene though. So we we record it, we film it once and she- like we're, we're kind of standing backstage and we're talking about it and she walks up to me and she's super serious and she's like can I can I talk to you about something I was like yeah, of course what what's going on she's like I didn't want to say this but you're starting the song too high a pitch and I can't get there can you drop the note I was like mm-hmm. oh god of oh, course god. of course like but I thought I'd like done something wrong like she was so <laughs> serious about it she's like yeah, it's just you're you're starting at too high a note, and I can't yeah. hit the note at the end. Because she has end, to hit so, the end note. Yeah, right. so she's like, "Can you please start it?" And it was like she felt bad about coming oh, over and asking yeah. me. I was like, "Of course, of course." Like I th- seriously thought I had done something wrong. Right, you wrong. were like, "Oh gosh, she came what over did I like stone faced. Did like, I call can her I a talk psycho to bomb? you about something?" Yes, please. Did, was do you remember if Ray Colcord was on set for any of this? I don't. I do remember it was Michael who. Because I think we both finished the song in in mm-hmm. one of the takes, and Michael's like, "No, become the conductor. Do this." Rah, bah, 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 bah. He's like, right. "You know, do something big like that." So that was that was another Michael right. joke. That joke um, that well, you doing that is so funny. It's great, and that was all Michael. Um, but the uh, yeah, that I'll never forget that. I thought I had done something so wrong, and she mm. was like, "Can you can you start the note lower?" Like, "Oh God, of course, sorry." So that's why I start with the sun. It'll come like down there. You're a little lower. Right. So she can go high. Uh, Well, then we're back in the Matthews living room. Corey is reading a bedtime story to Morgan as Topanga secretly walks in and observes. He reads that night, the purple duck taught all his little friends to go to bed early to eat our green vegetables and that there's no reason to be afraid of the potty. Morgan notes that little purple duck is quite the overachiever, isn't he? (laughs) Corey tells her it's time to go to bed. Now go brush your teeth. Morgan fights back. Billy Epperson said at his house, you let him stay up late and watch TV. 
Corey asks, have we learned nothing from the purple duck? Morgan pouts, you're just making me go to bed because I'm your sister. Corey tells her, no, I'm making you go to bed because I'm your brother and I love you. Morgan leans in and kisses Corey on the cheek before retreating upstairs. Topanga, who's been watching like a creepo the whole time, is smiling when Corey finally notices her. Did you come over to yell at me some more? She says no. She heard he was babysitting, so she thought she'd bring him some tacos. Corey hesitantly asks if this is a trap. Topanga says she just figured empty house, cozy couch, dangerous me, and maybe you. Corey says before he lowers his shields, he wants to know what made Topanga change her mind. She admits she just thought. <laughs> she just yep. thought about it. Yeah, I was and off camera and thinking. <laughs> that we're young. Decided and to change my mind for We're not having kids for a while. And maybe by the time we do, you'll be a pretty good dad. So it's a novel process. She just, yeah. just thought about it off camera. Corey agrees he'll be a great dad because because kids respect him. As he's saying this, Morgan has made her way downstairs and is sneaking all of her little friends in through the front door. Corey continues his speech, oblivious to the kids. He calls himself Mr. Discipline as Topanga points toward the stairs. Corey sees what's happening and says, so we won't have kids. <laughs> and then we're in the tag at the wilderness store. Eric is tagging items as the radio plays in the background. And then oh, we hear tagging in the tag. <laughs> uh -huh. I thought about that. Boom. It's a joke then of a joke. We hear announcer voice. We've got the latest single by that angry young lady, Corinna Collins, who's taken the country by storm. I haven't heard this one yet. It's called Fuzzy Wuzzy Wove. <laughs> <laughs> the song starts to play and it's official. Corinna has completely lost her edge. She's singing about wanting to cuddle a boy. The DJ cuts it almost immediately. Wow, that's bad. She's over. She's Eric over. laughs maniacally as he finishes tagging his items. So... Great. It was great. It yeah. was season four. Season Coming four. In hot. Just way hot. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. Uh, please join us for our next episode recap, which will be season four, episode six, Janitor Dad. It originally aired October 25th, 1996. Oh, Sean episode. Yeah. yeah. And we just keep alternating Eric Sean. Eric I know. Sean. Eric yep. Sean. It's really, really good. And then. Little announcement, Pod Meets World now has an official TikTok account. You're welcome, Ryder. You're welcome, Ryder. Our official TikTok account is Pod Meets World Show. There is another TikTok account that is maybe pretending to be official, but tis not. Ours is Pod Meets World Show. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com and... We have merch. Merch! For the love of God, will someone bring me the merch? <laughs> I was going to do show. Nosh That Merch Flap, but I figured <laughs> oh. that wasn't as good. <laughs> oh, boy. Podmeetsworldshow.com will send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production Danielle Romo. Producer and editor Tara Sudbach. Producer Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. 
But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.